Welcome to Geek Out with Angie Fiedler-Sutton, an ongoing discussion on geeky topics. Hello, listeners. I know I promised you at the end of last episode to have my 2014 interview with character actor Stephen Doblowski. That's still coming, but earlier this month, I had the opportunity to interview by phone the composer of Logan, the latest and possibly last Wolverine movie starring Hugh Jackman. Marco Beltrami is no stranger to composing movies in the sci-fi and superhero world. His first major breakthrough was doing the score for Wes Craven's Scream, and you may recognize his music from such genre favorites as Hellboy, Mimic, The Faculty, and even worked with Philip Glass for the 2015 version of Fantastic Four. He's been nominated for an Oscar for his scores for both 310 to Yuma and The Hurt Locker. I only had 20 minutes with him, so I started right in. Thank you very much for, yeah. for talking to me today. Let's, uh, since I am on limited time for 20 minutes, let's kind of uh, get into the, the nitty gritty. You did the composing for Logan. Um, what specific challenges did the movie give you? You know, the biggest thing, I think the most obvious is that it's not just a strict superhero movie. It's, it's quite a few movies packed into one. Everything from like a, uh, a road picture to a uh, father-daughter story to uh, sort of a, a dark noirish mystery story about this guy that basically is uh tired of living um so it suggests at once different possibly different types different styles uh of music but yet it needs something cohesive i i thought of it often as a um like a big blockbuster movie but sort of tucked into a indie feel Okay. Uh, and before uh, uh, starting your composing, how familiar were you with the source material? Not only the uh, Old Man Logan comics that this is specifically based on, but like the other X-Men movies and the other Wolverine movies. Um, the only other movie I saw was the previous one that I scored, the, the Wolverine movie from a couple of years ago. I had no familiarity with uh, with the concept. Uh, uh, I mean, not with the uh, with the with the characters other than to that. Um, so it's, um, I sort of approached it fresh. I don't think, I don't think the intent was to make it like the other X-Men movies. It was more Jim referenced other movies more than he would reference any X-Men movie. Well, yeah, I, I definitely know that this film has a very specific different feel than the other X-Men films. Um, in terms of when you sat down to compose, did you, you know, did you do any research about the other films? Did you completely keep it blank? Tell me a little bit more about your process of that. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't look at the other X-Men movies. I was um, steered to listen to some old scores from the 70s, some Bernard Herrmann scores, uh, some movie called The Gauntlet, a movie called Paper Moon. Um, these were references that Jim had, Taxi Driver, uh, much more so in terms of feel than anything else. So that, that's where I started creatively. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit more about that. When, when you get an assignment like this or when you get to do this, you know, what kind of, what are your first steps and, and how do you, how much is, is you being able to control it versus what you're told to do, if that makes sense? 
Um, yeah, I will. So the first step was to, you know, well, look, I mean, we tried putting uh, some of those movie scores against the picture and it, you know, it didn't quite work because it, uh, it's the wrong, you know, it's dated and all that. Um, but there was something about the intensity of it that was kind of cool. So I was thinking, well, how do we capture some of that intensity, but in a modern setting? Um, and so I guess in term, the next thing I did was think about having a recording session with, um, I guess said six musicians to try to capture the feel a little bit of what I was going for. We had, um, what I have, I had piano, uh, stand-up bass, uh, guitar, electric guitar, um, trombone, harmonica, and um, I'm leaving something out. But anyway, it was sort of an eclectic ensemble to see if um, what kind of material I could come up with wrote some pieces, sent it to the gym and editorial. They responded in kind and actually cut some of it into the picture in certain areas. And that gave me a sense of what was working and how it was working. And um, the next step after that was to take a look at the opening of the movie because that was sort of suggestive of or indicative of what could maybe be developed later. And um, I actually scored the opening three different ways and Jim like all on it wasn't until the final dub that he decided to go with it was actually the third version but they were all um i mean there's some similarities but they're all quite different um the one that's in there now is a more minimalistic approach to reflect logan's solitude but also the mystery of the picture the other one of the others was more thematic in terms of continuing along the lines of the theme that i started in wolverine and the, the, the other idea was uh, something along the lines is a cue that in the movie that's actually based off of it when the albino guy is in the back of a truck and he's looking at um, the reverse approaching. Uh, I think it's in the fourth reel of the picture. But um, so that so there's different ideas. Um, they actually all contained on, I don't know if you have the soundtrack, the CD, but I put them all on there at the end. There's um, so the the opening is is called um, uh, main titles, but at the end I think it's called main titles. But at the end there's uh, one called Logan driving and one called Logan's limo. And so they're all they're, they're substitutes for the same footage in the beginning, and they're sort of different ways of approaching it. Cool. Well, and I know it probably differs depending on on the project, but how long does it typically take you to to do a composition? You mean a whole score? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's very dependent on the state of the picture, the state of editorial it's in, uh, what I want to achieve. I didn't feel like I had quite enough time in this because I was definitely experimenting with some things and there was a lot of processing that needed to go on all that. I had, I think I had about uh, six or seven weeks to work on it. It was, it was tough because it was right around the holidays. It was a tricky, tricky time, but I would say a good, a good amount of time is like eight to 12 weeks, probably a good amount of time to do a score. If it goes much longer than that, uh, you start circling around and people start second guessing and all that. And if it's a lot shorter, um, I mean, I've done scores that have been a lot shorter, like two or three weeks, but it's, it's really, really hard to experiment. You just have to go with what you know is going to work and, and leave it at that. 
Hello there, this is Pete Bakley. I'm the playwright responsible for Skillet Tag, Drunks, and, well, trust me, if you're from Kansas City, you probably wouldn't know who I was either. Yes, you are kicking out with Angie, Beadler, Sutton. You can find Contents May Vary, the home of the Geek Out podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash contentsmayvary. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, all at the handle Angie F. Sutton. Finally, the site now has a newsletter. Be sure to sign up for it over at my website, angiefsutton.com. Now, um, we've, you kind of touched on this earlier. Um, you've done other superhero films. You've done uh, Hellboy as well as uh, Fantastic Four, but you've also done a lot of horror as well. Uh, what in your mind musically makes a superhero film versus, say, a horror film? Are there any similarities, do you think? Any tropes or anything like that? I mean, in Logan, there's definitely elements of horror movie stuff, and and especially in in um, like at the Munson family farm with all the murders that take place there. Um, so you know, within this movie, there are definitely some horrific moments. But I mean, I think the the genres themselves are sort of independent. I, the only thing that strictly theoretical basis, I guess, you know, they both sort of lend themselves to being, it could be a little bit over the top with uh, their scoring approach, but in Logan, it certainly wasn't. It was a much more subdued approach where the, um, the action was leading and the music was more in a supportive role. Now, Logan is also following up on, on Deadpool's success by being an R-rated movie. Do you feel that influences your score at all, the, the rating of it? Um, I once had, <laughs> I was doing a movie and uh, they thought the music sounded too, they wanted a PG-13 rating. They thought the music sounded too R, <laughs> R-rated. So I was, it took me a long time to sort of figure out what the hell that meant. But uh, no, I mean, it doesn't, I I think, you know, the fact that it was able to be R lent itself to, um, you know, just being, not having to, to uh, censor as much stuff and just let it play so and be true to what it was so I think that was good you know I, I don't know if it would really affect the music that much okay now I know that this is technically quote-unquote just a job but do you do you watch superhero and, and horror films in when you know for fun do you do you like watching them some of them. I've, I'm, honestly, I'm getting a little tired of a lot of the superhero movies. I have three boys, and so I, I normally end up taking them to see see them. Most of them they have interest in, but um, I I think it's I think Logan is is good also because it's not just revamping the formula. You know, it's or it's um, it's coming up with its own thing, and I think. I don't think it's just me. I think uh, quite a few people are getting a little tired of the formula. Mm-hmm. So um, it's refreshing. I, I actually sent out that I was going to talk to you, and I asked if anybody had any specific questions. Someone wanted to know, do you have a favorite instrument? No, I don't. I, I like different instruments for different things. Um, but it's like ask me if I have a favorite composer or a favorite movie or a favorite I. It's um, those are really tough questions. Or a favorite film score that I've done, or I uh, that's really hard questions. I there's um, different things that I like for different reasons. Well, and that definitely does lead into the next question: is who do you think uh, who do you consider your influences in terms of your musical style? 
Um, probably my biggest three influences are um, before are um, Herman, Nina Rota, Ennio Morricone, and uh, Jerry Goldsmith. And uh, someone wanted to know, do you have any, like, rituals you use when you create? Any specific, you know, habits that you've developed? Um, <laughs> that's a funny question. Um, no. Um, I guess my usually my process is I'll watch the movie and just let it wash over me as uh, in its totality. Like, sort of, I'll pick up some sort of emotional vibe from it that then I, it's almost like a puzzle and then trying to solve, find out what, what are the aspects musically that I'm feeling and maybe work on some pieces, try some things against some scenes and move from a really general sense to more specific. And, you know, the last thing being actually scoring the um, individual scenes. But I, I guess, you know, maybe I started out um, just like a, working from scene to picture, but that can, I think, be misleading because it's easy in the course of a whole movie to to um, go off on a tangent and be sort of stuck and not know where you are. Okay. Um, and then I always try and make these, whenever I talk to a professional, a little bit about, you know, how you got here and all that. If you uh, had one piece of advice for someone who wanted to get into film composing, what would that be? Just to do it, I think there's plenty of opportunities now. It's not like you don't, first of all, you don't need to have an orchestra at your disposal. Um, there's with technology, it's so easy. Uh, there's so many different ways of scoring things and putting music to visuals. And um, I think just being as creative as you might be in actually writing a piece of music, that same creativity can be applied to actually finding what it is that you want to do as well finding something inspiring. Yeah, I don't think you need to wait for a call from Spielberg or whoever. Awesome. Now, um, my last question before I see if there's anything you wanted to talk about, um, the name of my podcast is called Geek Out. And so I've been starting to ask people, what do you geek out about? Um, <laughs> well, it's um, it's not it's not music related. I don't know. Maybe it's in, because in, uh, I spent so much time in, dark rooms by myself but um and now that i have kids but i've been really getting into motorcycle racing with uh my boys so we go to the uh to the track quite a bit and and ride and i'm really into moto gp awesome what about it uh, draws you um i think there's a uh there's something similar to to music actually there's a fluidity to it there's a uh you know, you have to, there's skills that you have to learn, but in in order to do well, you can't think about it. It's the same thing with music. If you, if you, if you get caught up in the process, you're not able to perform it. So it's, uh, I, I think that, that's a big part of it. There's an exhilaration to doing it properly. And you know when you do it properly, you don't need anybody to say. Um, and I think that's similar with music too. You feel it. I mean, that's what satisfaction comes from. It's, I mean, it's nice to get, a lot of people to watch the movie and say it's a great score and all that, but the real satisfaction is when you actually crack the puzzle and you know that you have something good. And, um, and I think it's the same with writing. Logan was released on March 3rd and is still playing in theaters. 
Marco's full score is available to stream on Spotify, and the embedded playlist is on my website. If you want to know more about him, you can visit his website, marcobeltrami.com, also linked in my article. Next week, I'll be attending the Spring 2017 PaleyFest, attending the press and panels for Orphan Black, American Horror Story, and The Late Late Show with James Corden. So, you'll be getting an extra podcast, or three, this month. Until next time, stay geeky. Thanks for listening to Geek Out with Angie Fiedler-Sutton. The theme song is Schoolyard Haze by Yari Pitnikin, available via the Free Music Archive. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. More information about the podcast is available on AngieFSutton.com.